Hello, welcome to this Wednesday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. My apologies for no show yesterday, but we are back today and some big news just breaking about 15, 20 minutes ago. The Pittsburgh Penguins have finally traded Matt Murray. He is going to the Ottawa Senators for a second round pick in the draft and a player named Jonathan Gruden, and I do not know if he's related to Raiders head coach John Gruden, but, you know, maybe just a distant relative or something like that, but probably not. But uh, now that that trade is finally completed, the Penguins can turn their uh, attention to just the actual draft because I really don't think Jim Rutherford is going to make any other trades during this. I mean, unless he's trading up and down with picks. And then, you know, after the draft, they can turn their attention to maybe getting a bargain in free agency since Jim Rutherford has been talking about that the last couple of days. So um, in this segment, we're just going to give you guys my thoughts on the Matt Murray trade, what I think of it. And then we're going to talk about their second round pick in the next segment because they did, of course, get a second round pick back in return for it. And then we'll just touch on some other stuff around the league in the last segment. So I was very, very happy that the Penguins were able to get a second round pick for him. It was... The, the further you went along, it was looking like, oh, they might not be getting a pick at all in this draft. They may have to just keep him until free agency starts because there's just so many goaltenders available. But Pierre Lebrun did say um, it was really ramping up these trade talks during the last 90 minutes before it was announced because I think Jim Rutherford really, really wanted a player in the second round since this draft is so deep. And they were able to get one of four Ottawa second round picks. Yeah, they had four second round picks in this year's draft, believe it or not. So it's good that they were to get one of them. It's, I think, the 52nd overall selection. They're going to get a good player there. And, you know, I'm going to get my thoughts on that player coming up in the next segment. But overall, you know, this is this really, really good value. We all knew they were looking to get a first round pick. I know I kept saying all it takes is one team to do it, but, you know, after last night, I mean, you can't get a first round pick in this year's draft now. I was kind of hoping that Ottawa would give them, like, the 28th overall pick, but I think that was a little bit of wishful thinking on my part and a lot of other Penguins fans' parts. But now that Murray is gone, he's going to be playing for a while now in Ottawa. And I just want to say thank you to Matt Murray for providing this team with some of the best playoff goaltending that I have ever seen as a fan of this team. 2016 and 2017, he was an absolute rock. Regular season, then of course in the playoffs, was I think 937 in 2017 and 2016. He was closer to 930, not as good, but still in 2017, he was just even better when coming off his injury. And you know, the Penguins do not win those two cups without him. You know, I've been seeing a lot of takes on Twitter today. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but just some, you know, some people were tweeting, I'm not going to call out these people, just I just don't want to give them a lot of attention, but they, they're basically saying, oh, hell yeah, best news of 2020. Hell yeah, thank God he's gone. Now we can give the reins to Jari. And it's like, you people are absolutely freaking miserable. Like, go out and have a drink. Go eat your lunch. Like, you don't need to say something so shitty like that. He was so great for this franchise. And I know he was, it was rough these last couple of years, you know, with his injury. You know, of course, his father passed away, which was very unexpected, it sounds like. And, you know, he this guy's just been through a lot. And for Penguins fans to just treat him like absolute shit on his way out and just honestly through his time here just because he took Mark andre Fleury's job, it's insulting. Like, it was very, very embarrassing to see. You people are better than that. I don't know if any of you, those people, listen to this podcast. Um, if you do, I'm sorry I'm calling you guys out. But, you know, just be better than that, people. Um, that just goes for everyone that just treated Matt Murray like absolute garbage throughout his time here and just said whatever they wanted to say about him. I mean, you can be thankful for the Cups that he helped win this team and, you know, 
and also say that we it's also the right decision to turn the keys to Tristan Jari because he's the cheaper option and Matt Murray's probably going to be getting five to six million per for however the next many years. And you can give him like a nice happy trails or whatever, but you just don't have to be an ass about it and say, oh yeah, like best news of 2020, thank God he's gone, just because you're still mad that he took Marc-Andre Fleury's job. I will never understand these people in this fan base that are still mad that he took Marc-Andre Fleury's job. You know what Marc-Andre Fleury should have done in 2016, 2017? Hey, maybe he should have played better so that Matt Murray didn't take his job. Maybe that's what he should have done. So you people that are just still butthurt that he took Fleury's job, get over it. It's three to four years old. Just stop it already. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little bit heated about this, but I'm just tired of people in this Penguins fan base that have continued to treat Matt Murray like absolute garbage throughout his time here. And, you know, I'm sure Murray knew about it because I'm sure he read this stuff on social media since he does have a Twitter account and an Instagram and all that. But I just want to say, Matt, you know, for me and from, I think a lot of other Penguins fans that also listen to this podcast and from Penguins Twitter, Thank you so much for your contributions to this team. They do not win those two Stanley Cups without you. Those two shutouts in Game 5 and Game 6 of the 2017 Stanley Cup Final. That's arguably the best goaltending I've ever seen um, for as long as I've rooted for this team. I know you can look at Game 7 with Marc-Andre Fleury in 2009. You can look at Game 7 from 2017 with Marc-Andre Fleury just blanking the Capitals where the Penguins I thought were outplayed that game. But, you know, when it mattered most... Matt Murray was there, and you know that Game 5 and Game 6, he just slammed the door shut on the Predators. I thought Nashville played very, very well in those two games, and he was equally up to the task and just really helped the Penguins win those two cups. So from the bottom of my heart, Matt, um, if you ever somehow listen to this podcast, which you know probably won't, thank you so much for your contributions to this team. Um, you are an absolute rock in net. Wish you the best of luck in Ottawa. I know it's probably going to be a bit rough there for those first couple years since, you know, they're rebuilding right now. And honestly, they don't really have a team going into next year. I think they still have only like three forwards signed overall. But still, um, thank you so much, Matt. You are an absolute rock. And, you know, one thing that I always liked about him is, you know, after losses where he would talk to the media, he would always take ownership for his poor play. Like, yeah, you know, I got to have that. You know, he just never seemed to be happy with his play. And that's a trait that I like in any player for any sport. You know, you're still, like, trying to critique your game. You're still trying to, like, find stuff to improve with your game. And even after he pitched a shot out, he would be like, yeah, you know, I still got to find ways to do this better. Or, you know, it didn't matter if it was that. And it didn't matter if he gave up four goals on 13 shots or something like that. You know, he would take ownership for it. He would say that he absolutely sucked during the game. And he would work on it to improve going into the next game. So that's just another thing that I really liked about Matt Murray. And, you know, I'll just close with this. You know, I just wish he was able to go to a better um, situation that's not in Ottawa just because Ottawa is just going to be so bad for however many years. I just don't trust Pierre Dorian to get the Senators out of, like, their – the funk that they're in or just this big rebuild that they've undergone. I mean, they I don't think they have any players now from that 2017 team that played the Penguins on their team now. That's just crazy to think about as it's just three years later. But, you know, those are just my overall thoughts on the trade. Can't wait to see who the Penguins are going to get with this second rounder as it's going to be a pretty, pretty good player. I would say, but before we do get to our next segment, it is time to talk about Ryan Holiday's book, Live of the Stoics. From the best-selling authors of the Daily Stoic comes the ultimate Stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. If philosophy sports teams across the country are successfully adapting, Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. And we also cannot forget about 
Roman talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. You can go to GetRoman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash NHL. One more time, GetRoman.com slash NHL. Hi, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. And the Penguins just made their pick in the second round. Um, they did get a goalie, so that was definitely a bit of a surprise. I thought they would definitely go forward or defenseman, but um, Joel Blumquist, um, I have no idea who that is. Apparently, I've been, I guess I read a, a little bit before I started recording here. He was pr- projected to go around 80th, 85th overall, something like that. I mean, I guess it's not too surprising that they picked a goalie because there's not many in the system. I mean, I know there, Tristan Jari, of course, is the starter. Casey DeSmith is the backup. Um, Larmy is going to be playing in the AHL. I guess they wanted someone else that they could develop and maybe groom for the future, whether that's in five or six years or something like that. I have no idea. I still would have preferred that they went forward or defenseman, best player available, and just maybe have someone available in the next couple years or something like that. I know King Clarky. I'm just going to give a shout out to him. Um, he had been looking at a couple people today. Um, you know, Brett Barrar, Brock Faber, Dmitry um, Ovichnikov. I probably mispronounced that last name pretty badly, so I apologize there. But yeah, I mean, I probably would have went forward or defenseman to get a player up here in the next couple years just because, I mean, the window here is closing and you want to be excited about someone when Cindy Crosby and Evgeny Malkin retire. But, you know, they'll probably do that in the next pick in the third round. You can still get a pretty good player there, I would think. Catherine Silverman on Twitter, who, please, everyone needs to follow her. She does a lot of stuff about prospects. Um, her Twitter is Silverman. Um, she said she thinks that's got the potential to be the goaltender outside of Askarov, who won, of course, last night. This year, that surprises people the most. He's been absolutely stellar, thrust into an unexpected starting situation in Liga already this fall. Apparently, he started, I mean, he saved about 15 of 16 shots in their last game. So he's off to a good start starting. Like I said, he, he's not going to be here for a while, you know, four to five years. But, I mean, Jim Rutherford could also trade him just like they did with Philip Gustafson to the Ottawa Senators in that Derek Broussard trade, which. Turned out to be pretty bad, even though I would do that trade a hundred times over again because who would expect Eric Broussard to be that bad after coming over from Ottawa and when he was playing really, really well. But still, I mean, I'm glad they added the goalie to the system, but I still would have liked to see them go best player available for a Florida defense. And by I fully expect them to do that with their next pick in the third round and then whatever picks they have in the fourth, fifth, sixth round or whatever. So yeah, I mean, not too many thoughts on this pick. I'm sure people are going to go crazy on Penguins Twitter. Oh, why do they pick a goalie? Why do they pick a goalie? He's not going to be like the franchise player in however many years. It's just, it's not that serious. So, you know, it sounds like it's a fine pick. I'm reading the scouting report from the Penguins Twitter right now. It's from a Redline scouting report. They said he has a long, lean, flexible netminders build, one of the most athletically gifted netminders in this class. Very good movement, both in a controlled manner in all four directions, and is fast from down to up. Shows excellent reflexes. So that all seems awesome. I can't wait to see how he does in training camp. Can't wait to see how he does for the rest of his season over in Europe right now. He's also, I think he's also 18. So yeah, he's he's pretty young. He has a long way to go before he gets up to the major leagues. But still, 
I don't mind the pick. I think it's perfectly fine. But also for the second round, how is the second round still happening? It, this started at 11.30. It is now 1.25 p.m. Eastern Time of this recording, and we are still in the second round of this draft. It's like we're averaging five minutes per pick for whatever reason. I just do not understand. Everyone needs to just pick up the pace. This needs to start going like rapid fire like the NFL dra draft does on day three where you're just getting picks every 15 seconds, every 20 seconds or wherever it's like that. And, it's, and I think they do rounds four through seven on day three for the NFL and it's over in like three hours. So at this point, we still have like, um, what is it, five more rounds to go or something like that, rounds three through seven. We're going to be here all the way till nine o'clock if this just keeps happening. So hopefully NHL general managers um, wake up a little bit, start making their um, picks more faster. We did have another trade that was announced besides the Matt Murray one that just happened, and that was old friend Nick Benino being traded from the Nashville Predators to the Minnesota Wild for Luke Kunin and a couple picks. Um, at first, I thought this was a really bad trade for Minnesota, but then I, when I looked at Jay Fresh's um, analytics, basically, for Benino, I did not realize just how good Benino has been these last couple of seasons. I guess that helps that I just don't watch a lot of Predators hockey, but you know, I think it was just this past season. He ranks in the 90, uh, 91% for even strength offense, even strength defense, 89%, PK, 92%, shooting, 99%, um, primary assist per 60 minutes, 67%, his goals per 60, 90%, expected goals against, 89%, goals for, 64%. He only really struggles on the power play, but I mean, he hardly gets any power play time. So, I mean, I did not know that Benino has been that good with Nashville. Like I said, that just goes to show you guys how much I watch the Nashville Predators. It's not much at all. So I do think Billy Guerin has been crushing this draft. You know, I think that trade is good for them now, I, even though I was a little bit skeptical about it at first. They got Marco Rossi last night. That could be the steal of this draft from what I've been reading. He's a bit small, but, you know, he has really, really good hands. Looks to me like a pure goal scorer is also really good with his playmaking ability. Um, he's going to be, I think, in that Minnesota lineup pretty, pretty soon, if not this season, in my opinion. So yeah, he's just, he's been killing this draft. He did really, really well at that trade. I understand it from a Nationals perspective. They want to change things up. I mean, there were rumors yesterday that they were considering trading Matt Duchesne and was like, wow, didn't they just sign him to a seven-year, $56 million contract? He's getting $8 million per, so they want out of that already. That's a, that's a yikes right there. But also last night, I was I was I was watching the draft, and it was like Craig Button. Can you please stop screaming at me? I'm sure you guys that listen to this podcast were thinking that too if you were watching the draft. But he was just like yelling at the TV, screaming at the top of his lungs, and it's like, man, you just sound like a mom yelling at a eight year old toddler for just like doing something to his sister. And it's just like, can you please stop? Like you don't need to yell at the top of your lungs. It just just really does not make any sense at all. Like, we can hear you perfectly fine in your normal voice, Craig. And then, of course, you know, Pierre Maguire, he doesn't really add much anyway. He just talks about toughness and grit and all that because he's so against advanced stats and analytics. It's really weird to hear Pierre talk about advanced stats and analytics because he really does not know anything about it. He just relies on his extensive hockey knowledge about players going back to their peewee days. It's kind of creepy at times. And he just he just really doesn't provide anything to the broadcast, I don't think. Though, it was nice seeing Bob McKenzie back there. He was also touching on some of the latest NHL rumors. Looks like Henrik Lundqvist is going to be going to the Washington Capitals when free agent frenzy opens in about 48 hours. That's gross. It's going to be really, really weird to see. But, you know, hopefully the Penguins can keep racking up wins against him because they basically broke him in 2016. He has not played the Penguins 
very well ever since that game five in 2016 when the Penguins just put up a six burger on him in the playoffs. But anywho, before we get to our next commercial break, we're going to talk about what's next for the team after the Matt Murray trade. Uh, there's been a couple quotes coming out about Jonathan Gruden, who I'm still convinced is related to Raiders head coach John Gruden. And as I know, Penguins Twitter was just being really, really funny with just the John Gruden griffs. Um, Wes Crosby apparently has been talking to him from his Twitter about his game. He goes, I think I'm just a two-way forward that likes to get in front of the net. I like to go to the dirty areas. A very high compete player can score. I can hit, just be effective anywhere on the ice. So he sounds a lot like Patrick Hornquist, though, you know, playing up to Patrick Hornquist's ability is probably not going to happen for him. I really don't even see him getting up to the Penguins by the time his career is over, but, you know, that's just me speaking on that. So who knows really what happens but, you know, then he just had the quote where he's just very excited to play for the organization. It's just a top-notch organization, a bunch of Stanley Cups. You have Crosby, Malkin. It's awesome. I'm so excited to join the organization. Just all that stuff every player has to say when they join the Penguins. But that's it for this segment. And now we have to talk about DoorDash, which we never ending laundry cycles and incoming emails. You've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. It's the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is very easy. You can open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contact list delivery drop-off setting. The delivery is now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, guys, you can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you dial the DoorDash app and enter code locked on NHL. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you dial the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked on NHL. Don't forget, guys, that's code locked on NHL for $5 off your order with DoorDash. All right, well, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. And so, you know, what's next for this team besides the draft? You know, we obviously know they're not going to be big players in free agency. They're going to be looking, I think, for bargain kind of deals, maybe like a one year deal worth one or two million per season or something like that. They're not going to be going out there and of course, signing Chris Tanna, which we saw them rumored to do, he's going to go somewhere and get a lot of money. Honestly, just way too much money than he's going to, that, that this team can afford, to be honest. But, you know, someone caught my eye yesterday, and also Jeff from Pensbog, who was just on the podcast the other day as well, um, he tweeted about it. He put it up his hockey viz chart. Um, Arizona decided not to qualify Denihan Estroza. And I think that's a player that the Penguins could definitely be looking at in free agency. I think he fits a third line role pretty good for this team you can also play him on the fourth line he's gotten better defensively over these last couple of seasons you look at his chart um his isolated 5v5 impact um this past season his offense went down a bit but also as jeff tweeted he was shooting 3.8 percent last season that was his shooting percentage from the, the year prior it was 10.5 percent which i think is a career high but i'm gonna have to double check that but his overall shooting percentage for his career is seven and a half percent. So yeah, his offense definitely took a dip down there last year. But also, you know, you're playing in Arizona, and I don't really think he had that good of line mates on his line. And he'll definitely have better line mates here, whether it's on the fourth line to start the season with Aston Reese being out with Bluger and Tanev, or you know, he can play on the third line with Jared McCann and potentially Colton Sevier. But like I said, his defensive impact also went up a lot these last couple of seasons you always want to be you know when you look at the isolated 5v5 impact for these hockey viz charts you want to be in the negative per, uh, percentile for defense in 2017-18 he was plus four percent 2018-19 minus 1.7 and then last year minus 5.9 so yeah he's definitely gotten much better defensively he's only been in the league for a few years now he's 26 years old but i mean last year guys 2018-19 season it was his best season of his career 16 goals 39 points in 72 games for the coyotes this past year five goals 22 points in 68 games 
Um, it's, I think some, it's probably somewhere in the middle for what he can do for the Penguins. Maybe 10 goals, 15 assists. That's fine in a bottom six role, especially with Jared McCann as his third line center. I would definitely look into the Penguins signing Vinny Hinnishos. I think he would be a really good candidate for the bottom six. You can probably get him for cheap. Like I said, one to two year deal, couple million per season. The Penguins have that salary cap space. They're not going to be bringing back Dominic Simone. I shared my thoughts on that a couple days ago kind of disagree with it, but I also kind of see where they're coming from with it because they don't want Simone to take them to arbitration and then the arbitrator just give them a number that just puts them over the cap. He's also fine possession-wise. I know this year he's at 49.5%, which isn't that good, but the year before that, 51% with Arizona, and then the year before that with Chicago, 54.5%. He also had seven goals and 25 points that year. So he puts up good numbers for a bottom six winger. Or center. This is listed as center, but I think he's played wing in Arizona and Chicago, and he would definitely play wing here in Pittsburgh. But he's also a right-handed shot, which is great too. So I would definitely really look into this one if I were Jim Rutherford. Um, other areas for the team, if they want, like we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast, they can go after a right-handed shot over Chad Riedel. Though my guy Dylan Tamello was just snapped up to Winnipeg four years, $3 million per season, so $12 million overall for him. I mean, that's a great deal for him. He played outstanding hockey in Winnipeg on the top pairing when a lot of their defense went for her. So he definitely earned that, and the Penguins were not going to be paying that price with their cap situation, but still. I don't really, there's not just a lot of good options. They might be just forced to roll with Chad Ruido, and I'm not really too mad about that just because I think they can get away with it. But, you know, if there's an opportunity to upgrade it, and there's definitely going to be an opportunity to upgrade it during the season, I think Jim Rutherford is definitely going to want to do that. But that will do it for this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I appreciate you guys listening to this one. We're going to be back with another episode tomorrow, the day before Free Agent Frenzy, and then Friday, the big day with Free Agent Frenzy, as a lot of teams are going to be overpaying for players. Do not expect the Penguins to be active on that day. Jim Rutherford said as such, they just do not have the cap space unless they move out. Brian Russ or Brandon Tanner or something like that but you know please don't because I really don't see the need to do that and that goes for either player by the way so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and we will be back with another episode tomorrow talk to you all then